Hey everyone, this is Giovanni Favors, and welcome to Arsenal's Podcast. Today, we have a short clip of one of our special guest speakers for Illuminate Conference 2020, Joe Campitella. This clip is supposed to help you in your walk with God and to help make sure our focus is on God. So with that said, let's get straight into the message. Let's stand together for the reading of the word, Luke chapter 10, since you're already almost up. Luke chapter 10 and verse 42, you can just keep tickling those keys, it feels good. Luke chapter 10 and 42, Jesus said, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not, everybody say shall not, slap your neighbor on the shoulder and say it ain't going to happen, which shall not be taken away from her Luke 19 and 10 Jesus said for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost I want to kind of tag in to what we talked about this morning I just feel this vein of the Holy Ghost and I want to talk to you tonight about that one necessary thing that one necessary thing let's lift our hands and ask god to do what he wants to do in this place father in the name of the lord jesus christ by the authority of the word of god by the power of the name jesus we bind every spirit that is contrary to the work of the lord and we loose the gift of faith and the angels of god to minister in this place tonight open every eye to see and every ear to hear what thus saith the lord Let the Word of God have the impact upon us that you want it to have. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, would you clap your hands one more time before you're seated and let's praise the Lord with a lifted voice. Hallelujah. 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 Shekalah harimadadabakasandadeb. Just keep it going for a moment. Let your voice out. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. Your praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated. I felt a call to preach when I was 13 years old. I was at an altar with a bunch of other young people, and one of the youth workers came to me and put his hand on my back and said these words, Joey, God wants to use you. It's kind of a generic prayer if you think about it, that we say all the time. But when he said those words, I will never forget it as long as I live. When he said those words to me, something exploded in my spirit. The way I would describe it is something welled up inside of my belly, in my soul, and I begin to weep and to cry out to God. I want that to be the case. And in that moment, God confirmed to me that he did indeed want to use me. He did indeed. 
And he began to call me into prayer. He called me into fasting. I remember at 13 years old, when I had no responsibilities, I would pray in the altar. I remember one particular prayer meeting I had with a young man named Jonathan. Everybody else was done praying. And the Spirit of God had come upon me and him. And we were hugging each other. My head was on his shoulder. His head was on my shoulder. And we stayed there for, I don't know, it seemed like forever, but it was probably like 20 minutes. And we spoke in tongues after the service had expired. After the official announcement came from the pulpit that so many people love, thou art free or dismissed. And we began to pray in the spirit. I remember at 14 years old, God called me deeper into prayer. He called me into extended prayer. And throughout my teenage years, he invited me constantly back into his presence. And I, I can remember experiences that I had with God that blew my mind, blew my mind. And then he gave to me the ministry that I had sought after. He opened the door for me to walk into the destiny that he had pronounced over my life. And I quickly became acquainted with a paradox that exists in ministry. That the very ministry God had called me to could become the greatest hindrance to my relationship with him. In working so hard to get other people to touch him, we can lose our touch with him. And I found that this also applies to people who do not have a full-time ministry. The, the very blessing that we have been asking God for can be one of the greatest hindrances to our relation, relationship with him. The greatest men and women of God that I know have one thing in common. Their devotion to him is greater to them than their ministry to him. Their walk with the Lord is more important to them than what they are doing for the Lord. I got one nervous amen and somebody bravely said, all right. You look at the end of the life of Jesus, John chapter 21, verse 15. The Bible says, so when they had dined, Jesus saith unto Simon Peter. Now let's understand something here. Jesus is about to leave the earth. He could have asked Peter any question to sear this in Peter's mind. But these are the questions that he asked Peter. Simon Son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Do you love me? It's kind of a mushy question when you think about it. My wife asked me that question, and we end up smooching afterwards. <laughs> Baby, I love you. Do you really? 
That starts a whole discussion. And my wife's love language, there's, I'm sure you've read the book Five Love Languages. If you haven't, you need to get it, especially if you ever want a relationship with the opposite sex. And my wife's, my love language is words and, and acts of service. If she brings me a glass of water, man, my heart's a doo -doo 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 -doo. If she says, Joey, you look good, I'm like, mm. That's my love language. Unfortunately for me, my wife's love language is money. I have attempted to use my love language on her, and she's like, put some money where your mouth is, boy. You better buy me something. It's gifts. Hers is gifts and quality time and acts of service and touch and uh, words of affirmation and a few other things. But y'all can tell I miss my wife, don't you? But Jesus asked Peter, Peter, I got one question for you before I leave this earth. Do you love me more than these? Now, what are the these he's talking about? We don't get to know. Is it, is it the other disciples that are sitting at the fire or walking down the road with them? Is it the fishing vessels, the ships and the nets that Peter just jumped in the boat to swim away from towards Jesus? We don't know, but the ultimate underlying foundational principle is, Peter, do you love me more than anything else? I want to know this. Do you love me? Not, Peter, will you work for me? Peter, will you give your life for me? Peter, do you love me? Peter saith unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said unto him, feed my lambs. And one question and one answer to the question did not satisfy the heart of Jesus Christ. So he asked him the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter saith unto him again the second time, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Two times was not enough. The third time, Jesus turns to him and says, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time. He's starting to develop a complex. He's starting to wonder does Jesus believe what he's saying, and does he really mean what he's saying? Do you love me? And he saith unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. Let me tell you what this does not mean. This does not mean if you love me, then you will feed my sheep. This is not a question of love that needed to be proven by performance. What it means is, because you love me, I will allow you to feed my sheep. Because you love me, I will give you the power to feed my sheep. Because you love me, I will give you the authority to feed my sheep. It was a question of Peter's priorities. 
people say, well, I'm showing God how much I love him by how hard I'm working for him. Wrong. He wants your devotion more than he wants your ministry. I've seen people hide behind their ministry. I used to play the piano, and, and it's easy to hide behind that thing, man. Everybody else is praying at the altar. You're hiding behind that piano playing. I've done all kinds of stuff in the church. You can get into a place of ministry where you are literally struggling in your relationship with God, and you are hiding the deficiency in your relationship behind the ministry he's called you to. I'm going to act like y'all are just amen and me to death, and I just can't even hardly preach because I'm being amen so much. He wants to see your love more than he wants to see your to-do list. People say, well, of course I love him. I come to church, don't I? Really? Could people really accuse you of being in love with Jesus by how you act towards him? Imagine, now my wife, she's a fierce woman, so I fear for my life. But, she, but I, I, I'm, a, I'm half Italian, half Lebanese. Italians love everybody. They're mushy-gushy. They love sunsets and spaghetti and... Lebanese are suspicious of everyone. They don't know what you are, and you have to prove yourself. And so there's a constant war that rages within me, you understand? But with my wife, I'm, I'm a total Italian. I'm mushy-gushy. I, I'm a sunset freak and butterflies, and my wife's just like, okay, you know. <laughs> but imagine if my wife asked me, do you love me? And I just say, well, I'm here, ain't I? All the women are like, oh, boy, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Imagine if my wife said, do you really love me like you used to? Man, I'm getting all kinds of women response right now. Well, you got a house, don't you? You know what I've learned after going on nine years of marriage? What I do with her is more important to her than what I have done for her. Thank you, all three of you. This is a mushy message tonight. Y'all just get in that mode. We're getting mushy tonight. Listen, nobody has to cheerlead me into smooching my wife. Come on, why don't we all smooch our wives right now? Just smooch her. Please, smooch her. Just smooch her good. Smooch Come on, you can do it. Smooch her a little bit better. Smooch her longer. Hard. Come on, smooch, smooch. Some of y'all stop that right now. Y'all are leaning over and... No, nobody has to do that with me. Yet we do that in the pulpit. Let's everybody praise the Lord. Come on, praise him better. Praise him. Lift your hand. Come on, a little bit better. Why don't you lift your voice? Why don't... Really? 
I feel like a, a, a Pentecostal cheerleader sometimes. Come on, let's all love on them. Let's love them, love them, love, love. L-O-V-E, you, him. Let's do it. Come on, connect. Come on. Please connect. Please reach. Please. Well, that is it for the Arsons podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the word of God from Brother Campitella's message. I hope this encourages you to stay consistent in your prayer life and to keep God first. And I hope you tune in next time. Remember, rise up, fight, join the revolution.